bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Another week, another no impeachment, <laughs> ma'am. Shocking. But hey, at least this time the trial went fast. It did, and there was many exciting moments, and we even had Mitch McTurtle at least concede that it was all his fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean. I'm just happy that they got it going and got it done yeah. in between the two podcasts because it's been <laughs> since this new fucking year, since no, since the election in November, it's been the day of the podcast is the day the news finally yeah, that's comes right. out. And it's just we're a day late and a dollar short every week. And this week is no different, but still, at least the impeachment wrapped on up. That's that is right. And let's get to getting to getting getting to our new stimulus checks. Correct. <laughs> So, ma'am, ma'am, one of our 14 listeners, yeah. Jen Corcoran, mm-hmm. she sent us a picture postcard of her and her sweet little family for our drug den <laughs> bulletin board, mm-hmm. which has so much new space and real estate. <laughs> She's going to look great on there. I love mm-hmm. it. It's big. It has the family. You can see their faces. All the, yeah. Yeah. We will recognize Jen on the street when we see her. <laughs> yes, we absolutely will. Well, Jen says, hi, Julie and Brandy. Happy Forever 21. I'm living for JoJo and Kiki and was right with you when you called it. Listening to you is a highlight and self-care during the dumpster fire of a world. When I was teaching MS history, I used the pod to wrap my brain around all the madness before getting on my soapbox. 2020 obviously sucked. Had the Rona. Gave it to my son. Now he has an eating disorder. Publicly shamed on Facebook because we had the Rona, friend breakups, unexpected pregnancy, and then miscarriage, and mutually uncoupled from my job that didn't appreciate my political discussions. It did give me lots of time to reflect, which has been gratifying. Your last So There's That of 2020 really summed up everything I was feeling but couldn't express and found myself crying while walking in a cemetery. Yes, I love cemeteries, but not in a creepy Stasi way. You've inspired me to become more active in elections and be true to myself, speaking out against toxic neighborhood xenophobia with a side of misogyny. Thanks for being you. This is a mess, but hopefully you feel my love and admiration for you and your hard work. Love, Jen Corcoran and my basic fam, Nora Thomas and her husband is Sean. Jen, I mean, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. Okay, (laughs) we love Stassi and we love cemeteries too. And I've definitely walked around Forest Lawn with my mom and you and we've been you've been keep saying you want to do that. I want to go. Oh my God. Forest Lawn is famous. It's right here in Burbank and it's strange in in LA to be able to just pull your car over. I mean, not now in COVID, but before you would think even in LA, the cemeteries would be like park in the parking structure, walk 10 miles to the the (laughs) gravestone. That's not how it is. They let you drive all on the streets. You just wow. pull right over. There's no rules. Nobody's fucking bugging. Oh God, I want to go so bad. I want to go. And then also, you know, we've talked about visiting different. We want to go to celebrity graves. The Westwood, and, that famous Westwood oh one with like Marilyn Monroe. And I want to see Rosalind Russell. Yeah, there's just so many. Well, Jen, I don't know if you subscribe to our Patreon podcast, but now that Trump has taken his Trump Anna's and gone back to the swamps of Mara Vitilago, Brandy and I are gleefully and dorkily going to throw our full attention into covering the actual goings on in our motherfucking government. That means legislation, domestic policy, White House press briefings, nerdy C-SPAN stuff, and Kamala, Kiki, Kamala, Kiki, Jojo, and Kiki, and Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. (laughs) So I just want to say to the people who are new here and to the people who have been here, like Jen... If you were only here for the toxic excitement of the Trumpanas, we don't blame you. And we thank you for choosing us. But those days are mostly over. 
So we urge you to check out our Patreon podcast. <laughs> we do two extra hours of podcasts every week, and they're about everything but politics. Go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to check out all the details. The podcasts are a dollar each, and there's a free one for you to listen to if you want to get a vibe. Vibes, guys. Vibes, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? Just scroll down to September, and the free one is called Windows Up Sing Time. And I mean, not to toot um, our own horn, but I'm sure one of our 14 listeners is got to be at least one that's obsessed with this new Cecil Hotel documentary. Mm-hmm. We covered it on the Patreon <laughs> back in the summer of 2018. Um, I did a deep dive all on Elise Lamb or whatever mm-hmm. her name is. Mm-hmm. We played the freaky elevator game mm-hmm. live on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And then a couple weeks later, we did a an on-the-road Patreon and took a little trip to the actual Cecil Hotel, and it was freaky. Yeah, yeah freaky. that's correct. Just standing outside of it is And remember that guy gross. and I took all pictures of him? Yes. He's like just standing in front like it's all crazy people around there and and live there. Creepy and you could feel how weird it is. But that's what we're dealing with. Our our most recent Patreon. We did a deep dive on Bob Ross being in the CIA. (laughs) And this was, you know, we were already up on the Bob Ross tip before North Kardashian West made it trend. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's all starting here. It's all starting here. Everything starts here everything okay. literally right, everything right, 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 for right. everyone who's had children you're welcome <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean speaking of the deep the way back of of the patreons uh-huh. and flora she's one of our very favorite patreon subscribers she's a big part of our patreon family mm-hmm. and we love her she sent the fucking sweetest gift package for us for my birthday it still goes it's gonna keep going on it's gonna keep going on till your birthday in june and i expect as many gifts that you have gotten for my birthday Uh for your birthday Uh Uh so she got me a very generous ulta gift card Mm. and gave you a very generous 7-eleven gift card okay (laughs) and nothing like doing a bunch of drugs and then hitting 7-eleven for all the hangover needs and mixer needs Mm -hmm. that is absolutely correct and 7-eleven has the best beverage selection and you are so, a beverage queen and a Vista a queen. queen. I am. And I'll tell you right now, our new favorite mixer, mm. and we do put it, we buy cheap champagne, and we put, what is this called, Meow Meow? Nas. So Meow Meow's new favorite, it's a it's a it's it's an, an energy, energy drink. drink. Is I think it's made by Mountain Dew. I don't know why I think that. But it's orange. It The, the flavor is orange. Yeah. We don't get diet. I forbid her. Because I this tried bitch, one and it and was She will horrendous. always ruin everything. Even Red Bull, she'll get diet. And I just can't deal. But this... It's so delosh and oh, it's the best. It's orange flavored Nas. It looks like it says go and I call it go. I don't know <laughs> we why. We do call it go It looks now. like it says go five. It's basically like the, the uh, instead of Red Bull, it's like the, instead of Red Bull, but it's 4,000 times the size. It's huge. It's enormous. And, and it's, you know what, Anne? Mm, it's not mm. available everywhere. And the place that it's always available, 7-Eleven. So oh, yeah. no matter what 7-Eleven you go into. So we were totally stoked on that card. Mm-hmm. Now, she told us not to read her letter, but I'm going to read this beginning part because she sent us so many funny personalized treats along with the gift cards. And I just want to read what she said about it. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Been wanting to send something to you both for some time, but never felt I could think of the creative things that everybody else does. Decided I would bake something for you, but then you said you were on cleanses. So that was out. When you announced Forever 21, I went a little crazy and ordered a bunch of things in a frenzy. And when everything showed up, I realized it looked like a 12-year-old took her parents' credit card and went nuts at Hot Topic. So please accept the gift cards as some sort of consolation. Well. We don't need gift cards. We don't even need gifts. What we need is your picture and you didn't send one. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm talking about like the softest masks. (laughs) One of them says WAP. It's black. One of them is like from a, it's like a peachy folder because we've talked about that on the Patreon how peachy folders were just the status symbol you needed in elementary school and then she got us forever 21 t-shirts a bunch of like personalized one-of-a-kind stickers that say like tragic and forever 21 and it's all these stickers and we love stickers yeah it's just a it was a really fun thing to open and so generous and mm-hmm. thank you so much Anne, and just thank you for being part of our patreon family and making comments and being in the community <laughs> being supported yes thank you so much now, speaking of like, again, this is this the theme is the way, way back because Andy Oni, who is one of our original 14 listeners, yeah. okay, she was 
in the batch of the very first. I'm pretty sure she was one of the first 10 people to subscribe to the Patreon. Mm -hmm. She's not just family. She's our actual friend, our actual friend (laughs) at this point because she came to a live show and we went out with her afterward and got drunk with her. Okay. (laughs) And that's the path directly to the friend Uh, zone. Yeah. The list is longer than it should be of people we've done that with. (laughs) However, it's a distinguished list Mm. and she's on it and we love her Mm -hmm. like so much. She freaking sent us, you know, from Etsy. The bitch mm-hmm. lives in the UK. Yeah. I don't even know if they have Etsy in the UK. I don't know. But it's these like prints of Kiki, Kamala Harris, and the Gator, Ruth yep. Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, clearly like print they're prints of paintings that somebody painted. Uh, I, I, and yeah, then I she mean, made prints of and right, sold. And right. like, you know, and it, it they're so cool. It's so nice. And Dione, like we're just we love you i don't know i'm yeah. feeling like i just feel so like i love all of these people it's so great because <laughs> then there's stephanie nedig who's also one of our 14 listeners meow meow she's such an old school boo that she nicknamed her dogs anton and scalia <laughs> they are she's on our board with anton and scalia oh my God. and that's from a story i told literally and like it's in the one of the first it's in like the first five podcasts that yeah. we ever did uh-huh. a story about how i thought anton and scalia <laughs> the supreme court justice who died during obama and then he wanted to replace him with merrick garland who's now our attorney general and mitch mcconnell blocked it right um, I thought at that time he was actually two Supreme Court people <laughs> named Anton and Scalia. And I was so bravo dumb that it seemed perfectly normal for two people to be on the Supreme Court as a team. <laughs> and then apparently, did I think they died at the same time? I, I don't know if I thought they died at the same time, if one died and one retired, or that I don't even know if I knew they died. I'm sure I thought. Oh, that's like me and Mau Mau. Like, of course, we wouldn't go on the Supreme Court alone. Like, I'd be at right. the hearing like, obviously, it's a team. No. And they'd nominate you and I'd be like, uh-huh, no, no, she's part of a team. And you'd be like, God. And we will probably die within moments. So and then and there'll be a whole generation of 14 listeners who don't think it's weird for two people to be on the Supreme Court. I mean, she nicknamed her goddamn dogs, Anton and Scalia. There's no better like proof that you've been listening. Like she is original 14. Like if it wasn't for people like fucking Stephanie, we wouldn't be here with still 14 listeners today. You know what I mean? Stop. Stop. She sent us an update. There's a new addition to Anton and Scalia. Hmm. Okay. Anton and Scalia are still alive. Oh, thank God. Hey, guys. Happy Forever 21. I wanted to thank you all for the hard work you put into the regular weed podcast. The guests you have had lately are amazing. I am so glad to be one of the original 14 and see you finally get the respect you deserve. I cried so much this year with you guys. Thank you for being raw and vulnerable. Oh, that's so sweet. That's really sweet. I wanted to let you know that Anton and Scalia got a sister in October. Of course, she is named Ruthie after RBG. I also know Brandy would prefer it if I call her Kiki. I haven't had a cat since I was four. And wow, are they different than dogs. Mm-hmm. The highlight of my year was on Christmas Eve when my dad started saying some dumb shit about COVID. And I simply said, I don't need your notes, babe. While I was wearing that T-shirt, it felt so good. Love you guys and all you do. Wow. Stephanie, Brennan, Piper, and Ruthie. Netting. So Brennan and Piper, we don't even have their real names. I mean, to be honest, staff, staff on the oh wall. We only God. have Anton and Let Scalia. Let me see fucking Kiki. Now you can have her name be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You can nickname um, the cat Kiki and Gator. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, she can be a little alligator if yeah. she needs to be. There's many cute offshoots there. If anyone's interested in they themselves having an I don't need your notes, babe shirt or <laughs> a shirt that just simply says drugs or a shirt that says no one knows I'm gay. Yes. Or a shirt with our pictures on it. It's kind of like a concert tee. That's what kicked Black the whole thing Black and white, off. super. Uh, it's literally become the only t-shirts I wear lately. I wore, I actually wore no one knows I'm gay yesterday to the store. Now for me, it's... It's, it's a magnet. I, I, it's I, a bugger I, magnet. I literally end up tr- covering myself with my bag. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck, I forgot that I fucking am wearing this. And of course, I, you know, and it is a magnet when you want it, especially for a regular gal, uh, a, a gentleman. They're great. If you're looking for that, you know, that that thirst moment in the grocery store, I recommend <laughs> it because people just never stop bugging. Yeah. The shirts are, they are like concert tees. They're scratchy. They're covered in cat hair. <laughs> um, they're all black with white, with right writing. You can go to julianbrandy.com and it's free shipping. Yep. 
So get your life. I'm sure there's no better feeling than actually wearing the shirt and then saying, I don't need your notes, babe. Yeah, that must be good. Especially to your dad. This is why I have the feels. I'm in the feels. I'm just in the feels because of this. Stephanie just goes so far back. It's just, you know, I just don't even remember the girl that thought Anton and Scalia were two people. <laughs> I'm just so in the know now. Wow, and I'm just changed. so informed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the podcast for people that thought the Holocaust was in the 1800s. <laughs> That's another thing that I truly did believe. I wasn't sure. I mean, I had no idea. But I definitely never, I would have gone as far back as the 1700s. But to find out it was recent history, mm -hmm. I didn't need to know that, and I wish I could erase it out of my head, in fact. <laughs> well, you know what? Like we always say here, you don't know until you know. You know and once you know, you're going to be more disturbed that, because the <laughs> truth is actually more disturbing than what you've created in your mind to keep yourself so you can sleep at night. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know that anyone German who has a grandpa was actually most likely a Nazi. Yeah. What, that, Sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's true. We're here for the people who feel bad because they think that they don't know enough or they... They don't whatever and they can't speak about politics at parties or you're not supposed to talk about that. No, you're supposed to talk about whatever the fuck you want. And if you don't know something, then I guess you're going to know it when you know it. But at the end of the day, you pay taxes, you live in this country and you have opinions about what you have opinions about. And that's it. That's it. And you know there's someone in your family that's reading Reddit and is into QAnon and we're your answer because you're going to you're everybody's going to have to go out there and fight the good fight against mm. these fucking Nazi trolls that are around us all and just be like, um, OK, so that's neat that you're reading Reddit and stuff and you're get, getting into politics. <laughs> but Democrats actually aren't like alien pedophiles and um, you're a white supremacist. <laughs> so another one of our OG, meow, meow, this is why I got in the feels, too. Mm -hmm this grouping jess mahan okay mm -hmm. she sent us a life update she is now jess weber oh. her picture jess along with andione was in the very first group of pictures we put in our very first drug den bulletin board mm -hmm. we now have four enormous ones andione and her horse harry rest in <laughs> uh -huh. peace okay yep. he recently died it yeah. was hideous and awful but he will live forever on our in while we mm -hmm. do drugs he's right there mm -hmm. and he's in our hearts and jess and her goddamn dogs poppy and kel with the googly <laughs> eyes they're so fucking cute the fact that she has this life update i literally felt like i'm like oh my god like a like seriously like a like a family i'm just like yeah. oh my god so yep just fucking got a divorce good for fucking her oh and she has like a new letter and just like <laughs> i'm so happy like just i just was like i literally thought oh my god i have the, i can see it like it was yesterday putting her picture up there and you were obsessed with her dogs i'm obsessed with those dogs look at them why why can't i have i know it's like Cal? i know they're so cute <gasps> hey guys literally she wrote hey guys australian that's accent. three in a row that have said hey guys you know i haven't I haven't done much in my life that um that I that feel, you should be proud of. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Hey guys, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys. Um, there it is. I you made know something. I, mean? I made something, and I, or we did, I should say, and I just was a part of it. <laughs> hey guys, Australian accent, still here, still queer, and still one of your faithful fourteen. I believe the last time I checked in was about two years ago. Five years in COVID time. I was newly divorced. I cannot believe that was two years ago. I thought that was last year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 2020, it's like it just didn't exist. It's like crazy. everything seems like it was 20. Poor 2019, which, by the way, is like one of the shittiest years of my whole life, too. But those things just seem like 2020 now because they were just shitty. Yeah, totally. I was newly divorced. Jess Mahan is dead and gone and just trying to figure out life after a 10-year relationship. Both Regular Weed Podcast and the Patreon Podcast were little rays of light in an otherwise dark time in my life. So thank you for that. It means more than you know. Fast forward, your girl is engaged. You bitch, Jess. <laughs> That's right. Love lives on in this almost 40, mostly cynical body of mine. Who would have thought that, right? In addition to me finding the one, Kel and Poppy found four new fur siblings. Oh my God, Le how lesbian -y lesbians. are you guys being? Lesbos and their animals, hunty. Wow. I figured this called for updated drug den bulletin board picks. Enclosed is a corny collage of our engagement picks. I totally upgraded, FYI. And not so corny collage of the OGs with the new guys. And then we have the name of everyone. It's Kel, Poppy, Gunner, Charlie, Callie, and Potter. I guess we can I guess mean... which one, like, the dyke is. <laughs> it's like, this is Gunner. This is Potter. I mean, meanwhile, Jess right. is like, here's Poppy and Kel. Woo! I mean... Uh... 
Oh. So cute. Like that is very cute. Lastly, happy every holiday birthday occasion I've missed in the last couple of years. I was celebrating with you in spirit as always and happy forever 21. One of the original 14, Jess Weber. All right, now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. JoJo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die, turn, work. JoJo and Kiki. Honey. Okay, so the big news of the last week was not with Jojo and Kiki, but we are still going to give the update on Jojo and Keeks as we always do, because at the end of the day, whether Trump got impeached or not, we still don't know when the fuck we're going to get our stimulus checks. Exactly. Because while Congress was busy not impeaching Trump, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were busy not getting the stimulus bill passed (laughs) because Congress was busy not impeaching Trump. But not to worry, because the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said every single day last week at the White House press briefing, a.k.a. Hot Psaki for lunch, (laughs) that JoJo and Kiki remain laser focused on getting the America First plan passed as soon as possible. She says it every day. As soon as possible. And the president remains laser focused. Laser, Laser focused. Laser focused, Pete. And as we told you last week, to do that... They need the House committees to hammer out each category of the bill and all the details of how the subsidies of each individual category will be carried out. And then the House has to vote. And then the bill would move to the Senate for the final vote. It's pretty much a done deal in terms of it passing the Senate because they only need a simple majority due to some weird budget resolution clause, which they get to use for the COVID relief bill and then one more piece of legislation after that. And this is another story for another day, but it looks like Biden is going to use the second budget resolution clause the time they get to use it again for some bullshit jobs act. (laughs) And I'm salty because I really want him to use the budget resolution clause to pass the sweeping voting rights fucking act, Mm. the H1N1 voting rights bill. A bunch of important states are up for redistricting this year, and the Republicans are the undisputed champs of fucking gerrymandering. Mm -hmm. They invented the game, and no one does it better. And if we don't pass the voting rights bill, we might fuck around and lose the majority at the midterms in 2022. And then we will never get anything passed again. I wanted the voting bill to be the first thing. I mean, I really did. You'd think so, especially after this rigged election. You know what I mean? Yeah. The rigged, the fa- the false, the fraud. You'd want to go in there and get your your voting your voting rights act passed. Not to mention everything we've been going through. What have we been talking about? Like And I mean me, what have we been talking about by what has the world been talking about? Black Lives Matter, blah blah blah. The foundation of everything is having equality in voting. Mm. What jobs act are you getting? Like what uh, uh, You can't do a jobs act. <laughs> You're not going to get anyone any jobs. Well, I know that I'm a coal miner. And I know that for me, that's what's most important to me. Like, we know. We know. Well, I'm sure Mitch McCuntle and the Republican National Committee have put together a full-time team who are working on nothing but how they can redistrict to get back the majority. He is such a piece of shit. But anyway, the COVID bill will eventually pass. And we will eventually get our stimulus checks, but we just have to wait for the freaking house to finish it. And hopefully they finish it this week. In the meantime, Joe Biden went to Wisconsin to do a CNN town hall so he could answer questions and spread the word and clear up any confusion about the scope of his plan. They're doing like an information campaign. They're on these information Mm, campaigns. Right. So there's been some speculation um, about why he chose Wisconsin. And we think it's because Wisconsin has one Democratic senator, Tammy Baldwin, uh-huh. and one Republican senator, douche tool Ron Johnson. <laughs> the state is legitimately purple in terms of like the mixture of Democrats and Republicans. And Biden probably thought it was the perfect place to answer questions and concerns from both sides. And we watched it. And there was definitely people who voted for Trump in there. Right. Oh, know, yes. Right. Asking questions. Right. And, and I think it was probably a... a a good choice to choose there. I would say so. And that was a big fuck you to Ron Johnson. And he can go fuck himself to the end of time and never stop. And I hope yeah. that his dick gets stuck in his nose nose hairs. Me too. And it could get stuck in mine at this point. I've been, <laughs> I mean, I don't think your nose hair clipper's working. That's what I'm saying. Mine are so long. They are so long. 
and they're spreading out in a in a, in a spider's web. If I put <laughs> they're my unruly head, now. They're unruly and they're coming out. And also, c- hey, congratulations to me. My ears are like old men's ears now too. I'm aging like a man. <laughs> I'm aging like a man, and I don't get any of the benefits. <laughs> well, I gotta say the plan is pretty solid, and he did great at the town hall. Now. Biden is not exactly charismatic at all when he gives speeches, but his magic lies in his interactions with people. He is so kind and empathetic and truly, truly, truly down to earth. Sorry, he is. Yeah. You get the sense when he looks at people he's talking to that he will remember them forever. We normally keep all of our Jojo and Kiki viewing to strictly Jojo and Kiki together or Kiki alone. And we always avoid Joe Biden's speeches. Always. They are. It's, it's just too it's stress. stressful. It's just too stressful. It is. The, like we love him. We love him. Love him. Listen, I, I mean, I was just, you know, at a, at a family gathering and I had to I had to avoid a couple of people's speeches. I was like, oh, I got to. This is getting me stressed out. Sometimes we get the wrong names. We get yeah. weird words. We it goes into a weird direction. It goes too long. It's a mumble jumble. We yep. don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, his heart is couldn't be in the more yeah. of the right place. And I don't care. But it does get too stressful. You're like, oh, but I do think moving forward, we're going to make it a point to watch all of his town halls or any scenario where he interacts with regular people. That is where his charm. Yeah. And he's so sweet. Even if you're like walking in and out and he'll because I'll rewatch lots of the questions more than once and I can hear and you'll hear them he calls like little girl baby little yeah and I I hear you in the other room just like oh again (laughs) even though you'd already seen it and tell him how you always talk about him calling all his kids and grandkids every day I can't stop thinking about it and those grandkids all say that he calls them every single day and even if they don't answer that means he calls all of there's what five of them well he has his son yeah and then he's calling all the kids he's got about eight people he calls every day he has and that is Without having the people he has to talk to at work, okay? That's eight phone calls, and I would imagine they go at least a few minutes, if not more, because he can't ever stop talking. Well, I know, and I mean, at least we know at least half of the people don't pick up the phone. No, but I do often think just like, what's the conversation? Hey, Pop. And he's like, hey, baby, how are you? Or blah, 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 and what's going on? And he has to call them every day because every day. because he lost, yeah. you know, his first wife and uh-huh. his Daughter. baby. Yeah. And then and that was Naomi. And then um, and now he has new, you know, Naomi's a granddaughter mm-hmm. now. And then he lost his son, Bo. Yeah. Losing, I guess, a loved one in a, in a car accident. And it's just out of nowhere. I think mm-hmm. that would make you go, God forbid, I haven't tried to speak with somebody that is close to my heart. And then they're missing out of nowhere. And. And time went by, you know, so it's just like every day and every time you see him, you then say, I always think about how he calls people every day, every single time Julie sees him every single time. Well, I love him and I love how he makes me feel inside. And I long for the moment of which he will kiss my forehead, hold my shoulders, hold my face. Oh, well, I call me sweetheart. The last time you said that, I said someday he's going to have our number and we're going to be avoiding his calls as well. So, um, and, and, and it'll be a wonderful problem to have, but it, it, it seemed like it could almost be a reality just to, can we, can we be on your list of people that you call? Yeah, that's how fucking reachable. Just like available. So available. Yeah. It's crazy. And it seems like that even when he talks to people at this town hall, this woman said that her, her daughter has, um, CPOD or what's yeah. it called? Yeah. CP3O? Uh-huh. C3PO? C3PO. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have anything with your lungs, it makes it, you know, you know, you're really vulnerable to, to COVID and she can't get a vaccine. And, you know, and he was like, it's it's the states do it in the way the states do it. But he was right. like, please stick around afterward and, and um, I'll see if I can help you. And it was like, oh, my good God. It's just uh, so the main drama happening uh, right now with the COVID relief plan is the situation with reopening schools. The vaccines are one arm of the drama because huh. that's like just where where a lot of the focus and the attention is. But apparently Biden made a promise during his campaign that if he was elected, he would get all schools reopened within his first 100 days. Now, it hasn't even been 30 days, but every Fox News fuckface who must have forgotten that Trump <laughs> said that if he got elected, the first thing he'd do is build a wall along the southern border and make Mexico pay for it. Turns out, sweetie, not only was it not the first thing he did, he never finished it and Mexico didn't pay for shit. But now Fox News needs to stink up every White House press conference harassing hot sake about the plan to open schools. Exactly. And I don't remember any Republicans blaming Trump for the fact that he never got schools opened. Yeah, it was 
months and months and months and months. He, he didn't, didn't care. Up. He didn't even know the schools were closed. <laughs> and, and they weren't bothering Kaylee McAdoo about it. No, of course not. The thing is, schools are ruled by state and local legislation. So Biden's promise of opening them within 100 days was always a bit of an overreach in terms of actual jurisdiction. But the sooner he can get his America Rescue Plan passed, the closer every state will be to opening all schools back up because there's a ton of money in the plan allocated to doing just that. And that's what states need to make it happen. And they won't get it without committing to doing it by a certain deadline. I think that's how it works. Like, although if any school district is great at um, taking money, hiding it, using it, corruptioning it, it's L-A-U-S-D. <laughs> wow. L-A-P-D and the L-A-U-S-D have really cornered the market on never, ever, ever, ever using funds to do anything helpful for the community. <laughs> and the LA, mm. like the LA, the LA school board, mm. those motherfuckers are so rich. I went and shot a commercial years ago at this elementary school in like by MacArthur Park, which is like kind of on the way to downtown. Right. And Julie and I go to this famous fucking deli called langers with what's that sandwich called Mimma? the root that's like a reuben it's, it's the like number 19 we always want to take phyllis and leon the area is so dicey yes. that <laughs> langers closes at 3 p.m and it's like a famous <laughs> ass deli that has been there for like it's so historical they're like oh no honey we're not trying to even stay we don't even want to be within two hours of when the sun goes down right so and mm -hmm. they like we don't care keep the money we keep it so <laughs> I went to this commercial at this elementary school and just, you know, it's like, whatever, I'm waiting, whatever. And I go into like the little, and obviously school bathrooms are grots, but mm -hmm. like someone had peed in the hand soap thing. Ew. So when you go, and I'm like, elementary school wow. children, if, they, if it was an elementary school or a fifth grade kid that did that, he had to get up on the sink to do it. It was, you know, the, the hand thing is up high. So yeah. you just take, and I was just like, that is so sad. Yeah. That is so sad. Wow. And you know what? And I'm sure while I was saying that, the superintendent of LA schools drove by in his rolls. You know what I mean? And I was like, honk, <laughs> honk. If you love kids, fuck oh, off. God. You know, these schools, if they get the money from the America Rescue Plan, it has to be used. They Exactly. They need that ventilation. And there's so many things they need to sort of retrofit like... A, a school especially and these here like right. you know there's some old ones and the public any public school right any yeah. right exactly and so maybe once like all that stuff starts to get in place too the the whole narrative will be like we are now getting ready to go back in you know to school as teachers and administrators and all that and we have the things we need and we're going to be just like everyone else like people who work in supermarkets and people who work in any other jobs and we're going to just get in there and do it because we have what we need we have our masks we have our ppp we have our ventilation yeah. we have our plastic things that go up we have like 25 percent less students in the class we have do 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 yeah i think put a big plastic barrier um i'd love that if i was a teacher you i'd know be what? like this is my dance space <laughs> oh yeah fend for yourselves good luck don't die i'm over here and you're not listening anyway and teach behind that put the whole put a whole barrier there's some kind of situation going on with the teachers unions and there's always you know and i'm sure we have some we know we have teachers that listen so it's all due because we love talking out the side of our assholes <laughs> but you know there's always going to be issues with teachers union because the teachers don't get paid enough they right. are underpaid yeah. and they you know and they don't want to risk their lives for their the fucking chuckles and the pennies that they get and i i do wish that part of this America Rescue Plan was to give them a goddamn raise. You know what I mean? But yeah, well, I think one of the things across the board that the whole America Rescue and that the pandemic is revealing is that everyone needs a raise. Yep. Every single person needs a raise. Everybody needs to have a living wage. Every single person is underpaid for the most part, unless you're a CEO or whatever, whatever, whatever. Obviously, it doesn't need to be said like rich, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. at the end of the day, everyone's underpaid part of this america rescue plan is raising the minimum wage to 15 dollars, mm -hmm. and that's going to become like the sticking point that's going to be like the one thing that i guess is probably not going to make it when it's all said and done right and it really sucks and i get it like and people with small businesses i again i totally totally get it so and again we love speaking out of the side of our asshole that is that was the alternative name to this podcast <laughs> two dumb gays talking out of the side of their asshole so but to me idealistically in a perfect world if you've got like let's take the tanning salon okay if if you if you own a tanning salon you've got three employees you're paying the minimum wage and that happens to be 
Biden said seven twenty five. I think in L.A. it's ten dollars, and and now you're forced to raise it to fifteen. Yeah, that is, you know, a lot more mm-hmm. money for you that you're. It's cutting out of your profit mm-hmm. as the business owner. Mm-hmm. But here's a little, um, you know, little insight. You should be paying your people more. And if you have to cut into your own profit, then yeah, if they work all the time, they need to make more money. And if other, if everyone around you working for $10 now makes 15, they'll probably come buy tanning memberships. That's how it works. Whatever your small business. I'm just saying as someone who doesn't, who didn't go to um, Wharton. Yeah. I mean, I didn't school. go to Wharton, <laughs> but I just imagine one, it would feel good. Just like when you throw that $10 down instead of that $5 when you get your car washed. I think there's like a thing of, you know, the word existential crisis has been used quite oh. a bit. And I the fact that it came out of my own mouth it's only is annoying. For, yeah, that's only for the environment. <laughs> well, I would argue that the uh, existential crisis is uh, really about all of this, including the economy, because... Uh-oh, just Janet Yellen here? Uh-oh, <laughs> because you see, what happens is, of course, we all want to make a profit. That is how it works. We all want it. I want to make more money. You want to make more money. We're trying to make more money. That is what we're trying to do. But now that the... the When you know when you pick up a rock and you see the ants crawl, b- b- scatter around... I hate sh- when that happens. I know, it's so horrible because it you're like... It grosses me out. It's disgusting because you're like, <laughs> I just was in my yard and I'm enjoying my time and, I'm the, and there's... Oh, look at this rock. I can sometimes put my foot on it. Maybe, mm-hmm. I, maybe I tan my foot on it <laughs> or I sit on it or I put something on it. Uh, well, maybe I'm, I'm going to move it. Let me see where it is somewhere else. And then I move it and 5,000 ants are now scattered around because I moved their home. Even though I liked it where I enjoyed it, because that was for me, <laughs> what I realized it was that it wasn't just for me. It also belonged to 5,000 other people. What a lovely analogy. So do I go either, of course, I'm going to now kill all these ants. I'm going to immediately get some ants spray. <laughs> or I'm going to go my yard, which I, me, which I have the most of, but they live here too. So right. I'm going to have to go ahead <laughs> And uh, share a little. Right. It would only make everyone feel good. And if you're going to sit there in your small business and feel resentful for the people who work for you, you need to take a long, hard look in the motherfucking mirror because this isn't a zero sum game. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> but it's like because I am the kind of person that's like, um, when someone else gets a job, I'm like, I will never get one now because when good things happen for other people, I don't want that. I only want good things to happen for me and bad things to happen for other people. But it's like it isn't a zero-sum game. Everyone wins and you as a small business owner should feel great about that. You shouldn't be making your profit by underpaying people. You should be making your profit margin on whatever goods and products and services that you are providing should be what your profit margin comes from and you should be generously paying and it all comes back it's true it's the fucking economic pot stir it add to it and it's the (laughs) it's karma and it comes back and i think that we also have to all go we're in a transition and in the transition you're going to lose a little and gain a little and you have to be prepared for all of it Okay, now it's time for Close Your Legs to White Supremacy. Hello, everyone. Lady Red Couture here to let you know how I'm living. Stepping out of my white limousine, making that big city party scene. Dynasty, it ain't got nothing on me. Big Teddy Queen of the bourgeoisie. Cost more than you can earn. Mama's got diamonds. 
to be wealthy, especially if you're white, then you can get anything you want. Okay, this is our segment called Close Your Legs to White Supremacy. America is in the middle of a racial reckoning, and not only are we here for it, we are committed to talking about it on our podcast indefinitely until social and racial justice are served. So on January 6th, 20,000 assholes showed up at the nation's capital to riot and march for their right to spread their legs for white supremacy. Every single person who attended those pro-Trump protests is a rotted cockroach, <laughs> no exceptions. Some of them used to be normal men and women, but now they are bitter, brainwashed buffoons who hang on Trump's every white word and they come like a pack of hungry hyenas when he calls them. So when he called them to the Capitol on January 6th, they came in racist droves and every disgusting, violent thing they did, they did it in his name. It's true. Like literally in his actual name. That's a fact. And exactly one week after they attacked the Capitol, Nance Pelosi and the Democrats in the House of Representatives voted to impeach Trump for incitement of an insurrection. Basically, because we live in a democracy where we the people vote for our elected officials, it's against the law to incite, assist, or participate in a rebellion or violent insurrection against the authority of the United States and its laws. The Capitol riots clearly fell into that category, and they were particularly egregious because they were incited by Trump in order to overturn the election. He was literally trying to stop democracy. The level of times we've heard the word democracy since January 6th is beyond. But I gotta say, I definitely have a deeper understanding of it now. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I guess I knew what it meant, of course, but... I just have a different relationship with it now. Yeah. And quick sidebar for anyone who may be interested, there's a page on Wikipedia called the Democracy Index, which was created by The Economist, and it classifies every country in the world into four types of, like, a government. Mm -hmm. Full democracies, flawed democracies, hybrid regimes, and authoritarian regimes. Is it regimes or regimes? I would say regimes. <laughs> okay. But I like regime. regime. Okay, so Meow Meow, mm -hmm. I'll give you one guess what America is. Well, we're supposed to be a full democracy. But what are we? We're a flawed democracy. Correct. Oh. <laughs> well, so at this point, most of you guys know the story of what happened with the impeachment. But we're going to bullet point it for any of the 14 listeners who don't. So... The House voted to impeach Trump on January 13th while he was still president, but the Senate still had to vote and the Senate couldn't vote without first having a hearing. And since Trump was still president on January 13th, the Senate majority leader was still Mitch McDemon and staying very on brand with our flawed democracy, Mitch McFuckface refused to reconvene the Senate for the impeachment trial until after the inauguration of Jojo and Kiki at which point Trump would no longer be president and impeaching him could be considered constitutionally pointless. And Mitch McConnell knew exactly what he was fucking doing. He's cock-blocked every single thing the Democrats in Congress have tried to get done since he became majority leader in 2015. And this was his final farewell <laughs> fuck you because he's no longer majority leader, but he was then. So the cornerstone of our flawed democracy I mean, this is just me spitballing here. Mm -hmm. I would say is the fact that the person with the most power in our government is actually the Senate majority leader. Mm -hmm. So because of him, the impeachment trial didn't start until last week. It started on Tuesday and was over by Saturday. And Saturday was exactly one month from when the House voted to impeach Trump. Mm. And of course, on Saturday, the Senate voted to acquit him. Mm -hmm. And even though we knew that was going to happen and it was just as annoying as we imagined... It was actually worth it because I feel like the trial was a game changer and a major wake up call for the Republicans. I agree. I agree. It was. And I think it was a wake up call really for everyone. The Democrats from the House Impeachment Committee presented their case first, and that went for two days. They were brilliant. And the case they put together against Trump was truly incredible. And each one of them was masterful in their presentation. And I think they all did their work like individually, right? It, it definitely seemed like it. That I was, mean, yeah, it was completely just mesmerizing yeah it was it was like watching a lot it was like literally watching a, a law show yeah whatever law and order or i want to yeah. say perry como but that's not it you know the guy from perry the 50s. Com per perry <laughs> mason perry what's yeah, his yeah, fucking name exactly perry mason that said it was absolutely harrowing and disturbing reliving that day in excruciating detail over and over and over for two days straight the videos were everywhere and it was new Oh my God. New videos. Mm -hmm. new, ugh, and ugh, it was ugh, ugh, ugh. grotesque. Yeah. And even though Bernie Sanders fell asleep and Josh Hawley put his feet up and was doodling on a map of Asia, 
I don't believe anyone in that room, whether they pretended to listen or not, walked away from that trial without being truly scared for the future of this country. The white supremacist conspiracy groups and militias are very real and they are not going anywhere. They are huge. They are growing and they are still following Donald Trump 100%. And he's still leading them. After the Senate voted to acquit him, he released a grody, disturbing (laughs) statement for all of his creepy cult disciples. Okay, this isn't even the whole statement, but this is just the gross part. Our historic, patriotic, and beautiful movement I, I'm already, uh, I'm, I'm already, already yeah, up. like, I already threw like up. You, you, a beautiful movement. Wow. wow. It was, wow. it's, it, it, wow. I mean, just if we're just going to take the word beautiful, just literally, um, the, I don't think there was one attractive person there. <laughs> For that alone, he should be a beast. Uh, he should. I mean, one of the main things I would think watching it above and beyond even the violence was like, wow, everyone's super up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Our historic, patriotic, and beautiful movement to make America great again has only just begun. Mm. How exciting. In the months ahead, I have much to share with you, and I look forward to continuing our incredible journey together to achieve American greatness for all of our people. There has never been anything like it. Mm. We have so much work ahead of us, and soon we will emerge with a vision for a bright, radiant, and limitless American future. Together, there is nothing we cannot accomplish. Oh, my God. And if you don't think QAnon, Reddit, nerds weren't completely, like, thinking that was, like, code and finding all all the messages in there. Oh, he's going to share with us. We have so much to do together. That is so gross. The Republican Party is completely screwed, okay? Trump is not going away. No. Which is good for us because we don't want to change our theme song (laughs) That's right. Exactly. (laughs) And also because we want him to destroy the very people who allowed him to happen. People like Mitch McConnell, whose desperation to hang on to power will be the thing that ultimately ends him. He did a speech immediately after the vote on Saturday. We highly recommend you watch it on YouTube. Brandy watched it four times. And we would play a clip, but we refuse to glorify or celebrate anything that Mitch McWeasel does. Mm -hmm. But I will say he basically spent 10 minutes calling Trump an idiot and a liar and denouncing all of his followers and their stupid conspiracies and saying they have no place in politics, really, in government and and the Republican Party. And then he spent the next 10 minutes saying that even though he believes that Trump was completely, utterly responsible for inciting the mob who stormed the Capitol, he didn't vote to impeach because the Constitution says that impeachment should only be used for elected officials who are currently in office. Failing to mention that he is the reason that the trial <laughs> is being held when Trump is no longer in office. Again, very on brand. Very uh, on brand. Oh, my God. And his his whole, you know, he, he, he wanted to come off as being in the center here and on the right side of the law. And he is so calculated and so Machiavellian. I, 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 you watched it and you go, wow, he's making some good points. And then you're like, oh my God, he's only doing this to hang on to power, to make sure the Republicans keep power. Oh, he doesn't even breathe for not that reason. It's, it was astounding. It was honestly like a, it should go into the history books as, as a art of war. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was brilliant. I was like, wow. I couldn't even think of anyone in the Senate who could possibly go toe to toe with him. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's in the House. Mm -hmm. I think she could. Mm -hmm. And obviously Kamala Harris is technically the president of the Senate. She's the only one. His mastery of debating and twisting and exploiting uh, the truth, the fact, the law is really unprecedented. It's it's he's a he's a master at it. And he's an incredible speech writer. Yeah. And orator, if you will. He went after Chuck Schumer who really dorked up the atmosphere. Yes. I mean, like, I, I'd like Chuck Schumer to, like, have me over and, like, be, like, a grandpa, mm-hmm, you know? But mm-hmm. other than, like, wanting to sort of, like, hug him and hang out with him. Yeah, he's all, he's all feelings, yeah. all corn, all cream. Yeah. yeah, and you know that Mitch McConnell is cutthroat, sharp. Mm. He's just a sword. He's just one big I wouldn't be knife. surprised if he was a cyborg. Yeah. Somebody it, cut him open and use a machine inside. I, I, it has to be. His speech went viral, and even though he's one of the most hated men in America... He dragged Trump with the precision of the cuntiest queen, and it was it was pretty enjoyable. And then after Trump saw it, he released another statement. And not for nothing, it is so fucking great that he can't just pop off on Twitter anymore. Everyday life is so much less toxic without hearing from him. But here's a couple highlights from his official statement about Mitch McConnell. McConnell is destroying the Republican side of the Senate and in so doing seriously hurting our country. Ugh. 
Likewise, McConnell has no credibility on China because of his family's substantial Chinese business holding. Could yep. be valid. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's true. The statement is I mean, sorry. Is the tits for sure. He does nothing on this tremendous economic and military threat. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. He will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. Where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again and our policy of America first. <laughs> He's going to attempt to single-handedly destroy the fucking Republican Party, those mm -hmm. people that are against him. Mm -hmm. And to the Twitter point, it's like because he can't be on Twitter and it is everyday life because it's not like we're living on Twitter. What happens is when he does his stupid fucking tweets, it's on the cover of Yahoo. Yeah, it's on right. CNN. Right. It's it's everywhere. Yep. It's on every show. People yep. are making jokes about it. Yep. And it was just became ubiquitous. And, yep. and because he can't do it, not only is life less toxic, he got a lot more focused whether someone else writes these. Mm -hmm. Oh, which they do. It, it's just so much better because yeah. it becomes much more politically serious. Right. Like he's a worthy, you know, opponent and not just a fucking Luddite tool rube. Right. Who's eating burgers and shit and drinking Diet Cokes. Right. And being like, dumb Mitch, how could he say that about me? Right. I'm great. Exactly. While Stephen Miller is sitting there being like, here's how we're going to do this. I got my life so hard. Like there aren't even any words. I can't I can't take the justice of it all. I really can't. If Trump ends up being the one to ultimately get Mitch McDick to finally lose his Senate seat in Kentucky, I will lose my lifestyle. I will lose it. Yep. That's karma served mm -hmm. up on a on a platter. And then it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> so Miss Lindsey Graham, mm -hmm. meow meow, mm -hmm. our favorite awful Republican senator from South Carolina, went on Fox on Tuesday. And said, McConnell and Trump did a hell of a job together, but they are now at each other's throats. I'm more worried about 2022 than I've ever been. I don't want to eat our own. I'd like to tell Senator McConnell, I know Trump can be a handful, but he is the most dominant figure in the Republican Party. We don't have a snowball's chance in hell of taking back the majority without Donald Trump. And if you don't get that, you're just not looking. Ooh, bitch. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it, and I don't blame her, but I force her to do it every week because it's supposed to make our 14 listeners feel a little bit of comfort and hope after wasting an hour of their time listening to this garbage podcast. But why does she hate doing something that's supposed to make everyone feel good? Because half the fucking country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult. Who, by the way, literally stormed the Capitol looking to lynch and assassinate our entire government and nothing happened to them. And the other half are whiny entitled virtue signalers who are too busy fighting Bernie battles with their own side to win the war. But the Trump trial is over and we can finally say our official goodbyes and leave him right where he belongs in the loving arms of his QAnon Third Reich. And we can enjoy watching over the next four years as his army eventually turns on him when he fails to deliver the pedophile aliens he's been promising them. So there's that. Right, Meow Meow? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, well, guess what? This week is cut and dry and Julie Lang. <laughs> Thank you, Julie Lang. And I guess it's actually a testament to all the Julie spectrum that I am proud to fall into. Oh, oh, excuse me, myself. Now, Julie Lang, a loyal 14, completely hooked us up this week. So thank you, thank you. Now, as we end the Trump impeachment era with another anticlimactic week of no impeachment, accountability, responsibility, and rampant and blatant hypocrisy of the two-faced, two-mouthed, four-lipped, ten-tongued, lying, rapey, repugnican fraternity, I was left feeling once again hopeless and wondering when and where I can find that Quentin Tarantino revenge fantasy feeling. Now, I know we got Jojo and Kiki, and that's going to, like, 
drive Trump insane and apparently activated thousands of sleeper cell white supremacists to shoot out of toilet bowls near and far. But that's not really the feeling I need to help me sleep at night. There's still too much in Trump's favor. We have had some wonderful lighted pathways over the last four years. And Jojo and Kiki are definitely the weekly. So there's that. And that will go along with anything we may find along the way. Now, Julie Lang emailed us this story. And I got to tell you, after I read it, I slept like a baby, David. <laughs> David. David. It is like a piece of cake. She, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sweet chef's cake. It's just a little, it's a little piece of candy. This little story, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one bite that mm. makes you go. An amuse bouche. Mm, a sweet yeah. amuse bouche. Let's go back a little. You may recall seeing a picture of Trump's motorcade and a woman on a bicycle riding next to it, giving them the finger. She didn't have a gun. She didn't have a noose. And she was outside on public fucking property riding her own grown ass bike. And she gave Trump the middle finger. She's riding her bike like working out. She seems clearly like a person who works out on her bike and suddenly turns and she sees the the whole, you know, all the cars driving by and she just like threw up the middle finger Mm -hmm. in a perfect like it was so great. Everything about the, the posture of her back yep. you could just feel it you could feel that it was spontaneous right. she was just like fuck Pissed, yeah. you yeah. and that story did blow up and it went viral she was a social media hero and it was fun and funny to talk about and it was like this lady and oh my god and blah, blah, blah. well because of her doing that she got fired from her job now who would fire such a brave and frustrated and physically fit woman you ask akima a government contracting firm she worked for them. I checked out their website, and honestly, it looks like a fucking Russian hacking front and money laundering station for the government. I don't know, but they fired her. Now, if you look on their website, though, you're like, ew, they offer a menu of services, including systems engineering, engineering on land and sea and space, mission support, but other things ew, it like... it sounds like fucking Halliburton. Yeah other, yeah, other things like furniture fixtures and equipment and 500 other shady ass things. And as we know from dining out, when the menu's too big, none of it's really good. So Akima fired her. There was a literal journalistic investigation into the scene. And of course, the woman who gave Trump the finger gets fired. Meanwhile, Trump literally tried to rig the election activated a white supremacist mob for a military style coup of the government tried to make the administration into his personal mob family allowed Stephen Miller to live has definitely raped women in my opinion try and sue me grabs pussies launders money doesn't pay taxes and created a family of entitled deluded ghouls who think they are actual royalty in a country that was literally created because it hates royalty and that's just the tip of the iceberg and this bitch gets fired for flipping him off on her bike Let's also note she was on her own time. She wasn't at work. Yet one of the reasons she got fired was, quote, she violated the code of conduct policy, which, of course, is to suck Trump's dick at all costs. Well, this bitch, this fit fingered fucking king bitch said, oh, okay. So two years later, she ran for a seat on the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors in Virginia, which is where this occurred. And she won. She unseated an eight-year incumbent and is now the Loudoun County District Supervisor. She serves on the Board of Supervisors Finance, Government, Operations, and Economic Development Committee and the Joint Board and School Board Committee. She also represents Loudoun on the Metropolitan Washington Council of Government Board of Directors and the Potomac Watershed Roundtable. She is one of the board's representatives on the Loudoun County Family Services Board and the Dulles Town Center Community Development Authority. What is all this shit? Well, why should we care about that? (laughs) I don't know. Why? I didn't even understand any of it. Who? And who cares? <laughs> well, let me tell you why you should care. In fact, the only thing you should care about is Loudoun County and she's a supervisor. Why does that matter? It matters because the Trump National Golf Club falls under her jurisdiction. So she got, is she a representative? She's like, she an elected official? She's on a council. Yes, she's an oh, elected official okay. on the board of supervisors of that county. And he has a fucking golf course there? Uh, yeah, the Trump National Golf Club in Washington, D.C. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. Freedom. Let's 
so that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much, especially now. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, we don't blame you. Please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Please. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, no consistency, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. We don't even talk about the Patreon on the Patreon. We don't even say the word Patreon. No, never one time. Never, never one time. I mean... It's only $1 if you sign up for one hour long podcast a week and $2 for two hour long podcasts per week. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, timeless podcasts. Plus, you get the philanthropic satisfaction of knowing that with one single dollar, you are contributing to what has become basically our sole source of income in this pandemic. But if being pressured to help us pay our bills and survive out of the <laughs> kindness of your heart isn't working... Then go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and listen to a free one just to see if you like it. All you have to do, once you go to the address, you scroll down the locked podcast until you get to September. And then you'll see an episode called Windows Up Sing Time. And then you just press play. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. It's super easy. Yeah. I know we tell you this every single time. But if you do decide to sign up, navigating the DGP Patreon community and listening to the podcast is super easy. You can always just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and it's all right there. Or you can do everything on the Patreon app, which is free and available in every app store. Or in terms of listening, the easiest thing to do is to import our Patreon podcast feed into iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. So all your podcasts are in one place. If you're curious at all, we are literally begging you to go and listen to a free one. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Just a couple dollars and a couple wasted hours of your valuable time each week that you'll never get back. But fuck it. There's just no reason not to at least do the free one, you know? That's true. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay. And it's been dumb. How'd you do, I... See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy you want something visual that's not too abysmal we could take in an old steve reeves movie i'm glad we caught you at home could we use your phone we're both in a bit of a hurry right we'll just say where we are then go back to the car we don't want to be any worry well you got caught with a flat wheel how about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. Stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Sweet 
transvestite, crown transsexual, Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 